You're listening to the Noisy House Project Podcast with your hosts, Ben Francisco. Come on, Francisco, let's go. <laughs> Michelle Francisco. I am like... <laughs> Justin Balash. All right, quiet down there, Balash. <laughs> and Shana Balash. <laughs> yeah. And without further ado, the Noisy House Project. Welcome back to the Noisy House Project. We are sitting down tonight for the first time in New Jersey and Tennessee. Um, so we are venturing into this podcasting world a couple states away, messing with audio and screens and everything else. Um, but we wanted to jump into a topic tonight about loneliness. Um, perhaps these days you are finding yourself um, feeling a bit of loneliness. Um, perhaps it's not just these days, perhaps this is, uh, maybe a struggle that you have, um, dealt with over the course of some time. Um, but I think we wanted to come at it from a little bit different of an angle, um, and not so much of a, we have the answers to fix your loneliness as much of just a venue to talk about loneliness and how it's affecting us personally. Um, and just some of the things that we're thinking about as it pertains to that topic. So um, I'm going to throw, throw it over to you guys um, and just to kind of get your thoughts and just how are you, how would you currently see yourself when it comes to loneliness? How would you currently define kind of where you're at or what's your status, if you will? I mean, I think that in terms of loneliness that... It's something that in, well, let's say pre-COVID, we really, you know, kind of felt shame for talking about loneliness. Like if you were lonely, that means you didn't have a lot of friends. If you were lonely, maybe, um, you know, maybe it was a status thing that you were concerned about socially. Um, So in some regard... I feel like COVID has kind of released us from those things to be able to talk about it plainly, that loneliness is very real, COVID or not COVID. Um, But I don't know. I, I guess I feel like the freedom to talk about it is huge. Um, Because for Ben and I, we just moved a few states away to Tennessee and um you know it's it's hard we are really really far away from a place where he and I lived our whole lives we lived in different places in New Jersey but we lived in New Jersey pretty much our whole lives well I guess Ben you lived in Pennsylvania for some time as a kid right it was early on. It was, it was just up until fourth grade, and then my family moved. And you know, for me as a kid, you know, kids tend to be a little bit more resilient. Uh, and I think as long as the adventure had the next thing going on, then I didn't feel as much loneliness. But um, I'm sure I, I know that I know that as as a kid, 
you know, I had experienced loneliness in a few ways, you know, feeling like, oh, I don't have any friends. So I think, I think there's a certain, a certain difference to um, how you approach loneliness depending on the place that you find yourself in life. Uh, And I think uh, younger children, younger children, for them, it may come out in even more emotional way. Uh, and then as you become more of an adult, it may um, it may be emotional for you, but you tend to to hide it or you tend to become reclusive or you tend to become, you know, um, antisocial or maybe you try and be social, but you feel let down by the people group that's around you and, and you find it hard to uh, connect with people uh, or, or you find that you're feeling a little bit uncertain or insecure about how you approach relationships either because you've been hurt before or you you just don't don't want to be hurt or for whatever reason Um, and then when you get even older I think it's something that a lot of older people who are already you know they've got whether they've got grandkids or whether they are um, you know you know just like past well past retirement age but they're looking at the 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 future of their lives and saying, "Oh man, you know this is it, you know." And and I guess that's that's how life is going to be from now on. I think it, it's it's such a expansive topic. Um, so so for me, I can only talk about my experience on it, and I think that's where your question was coming from. Was for me uh, when I've experienced loneliness. At this age, uh, you know, in my adulthood. Well, I mean, specifically since COVID, right? You know. Well, specifically yeah. since COVID, okay. Well, it, hold on. If, can I cut you off for a second? Talking, yeah. Go ahead. Would you have defined <clears throat> yourself as someone who struggles with feeling lonely pre-COVID? I That's have been. Question. I have been lonely pre-COVID, and there are a bunch of different reasons why. You know, I think that, um, you know, there is a certain stigma to being a pastor mm-hmm. <laughs> that other people who are who are either not interested in faith or who are who grown up in a in a situation where they have to be very highly respectful of uh, clergy or you know that kind of situation. They tend to avoid people who are in ministry because they find that, you know, there's <clears throat> there's some kind of judgment or some kind of uh, way that they have to behave in order to be around people like that. So I, I've I've felt I've felt alienated, you know, for being a pastor before, um, and I think there are other times where I've I've thought, oh man, you know, I wish. I had someone else to share share this with me who was, you know, um, not not saying that my wife is not enough to share things with me, but sometimes, you know, there are some things that, like, another person who, uh, you know, for instance, she doesn't like to go fishing. <laughs> you know? I really don't. I so, like, if I was like, if I was like fishing. out fishing and I and I and I didn't want to go fishing by myself. And and let's say my kids weren't available, then my wife wouldn't go with me, and I would just be out there by myself, which is also fine sometimes. But there are other times where I'm like, 
I just caught the biggest fish of my life and I wish that, you know, somebody was here with me. It may sound cheesy. It may sound like, like, you know, oh gosh, like Ben, that's not loneliness. That's just. Well, I mean, I think that that's the thing. Like one day we're going to be really old and lonely, I guess, together. (laughs) And, um, and I'll probably go fishing with Ben, but I'm just not as much fun to fish with, to be honest, because (laughs) I'm not really passionate about it. Like I'll get really excited when I see that he's caught a big fish, but I kind of don't like to sit still. And so fishing means that I have to sit. So I'd rather be like hiking or like, like doing something where I could see progress. So, so well, maybe I'll do like, like reading a book or something, or something like that. Like you, or reading you can a, sit read a still. book. Yeah. Then I can sit Watching still. a movie or reading a book or something like that. Yeah. By then we'll have like holographic movies. Yeah. Or, yeah. By then. Know. Yeah, absolutely. In your canoe. So mm-hmm. well, In my canoe. that's really interesting because you were talking about ministry and <laughs> that actually reminded me that you know, for the many years that we were in ministry, it it is a very lonely place. We had a a lot of people who loved on us and cared about us. um, But it is a lonely place to get deeper friendships. And I had become friends with someone outside of our ministry sphere in the homeschool community. I'm not going to mention her name because she would be so embarrassed. But we became really good friends. And um, to this day, she is seriously like one of my dearest friends and when she found out that I was a pastor's wife she told me she said wow it's a good thing I didn't know because I I couldn't have become your friend you know I couldn't I would have been too inhibited to to share plainly with you and um so so yeah that was that did have its um times of loneliness but God provided for for me in that way so what about you guys it's funny because I'm very much the extrovert of the two of us and when I was a kid I remember my mom saying I could probably make it 24 hours without leaving the house and maybe be okay but beyond that watch out because I did not have capacity for any any more than that And I remember thinking when we were talking about getting married and raising children and me staying home with the kids and all these things, part of me was like, am I going to be able to handle this or am I just going to lose my mind, you know? Yeah, that's a good point because, you know, the two of you are kind of different that way, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, you know, I've met people, I've, I've some uh, acquaintances and friends who are totally okay with being all by themselves for extended periods of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that we've both come more middle the longer we're married, which I think is a good thing. I think his introvertedness has become slightly more center toward the extroverted end of the spectrum. And I've come a little more center too. Um, and having kids and homeschooling and all these pieces play into it. But I give that background to say that pre-COVID, we had gone through uh, a, a longer situation and it left me at a place where, Ben, like you had mentioned, I was hurt and I was at a place where I literally said to God, I'm going to do these activities for my kids, but I don't want to make friends just so we're clear, God. And literally, like I just told them that's where I was. 
And the people who know me really well just kind of like chuckle when I tell that story because they're like, yeah, that's really not possible. But that's kind of where my, I was hurt and I just was like, I'm shutting the doors. So I'm going to do what I need to do for my kids and we'll just, that's fine. And so I tried to hide. We joined a co-op and I literally tried to just hide, you know, and we went to, we signed up for choir and I literally, my intent was just to hide and just don't say a lot and just, just sit and listen and be here, whatever. Um, and I laugh to this day because <laughs> Michelle, you were the friend, one of the friends that God was like, oh, you don't want any friends? Okay, here you go. And like, that's right when we met. <laughs> so that's true. it's really humorous yeah. to me that God doesn't, you know, he answers prayers as he knows they should be answered. So we'll say that. Um, but in light of COVID, so you figure that was pre-COVID leading into COVID. And now we find ourselves in a place, and this is my little storytelling hour, but essentially, you know, we find ourselves at a place where we're moving in about five weeks. Um, so we know that where we are right now is temporary. Um, but some of our closest people, you guys included, are not here. So it's a very strange place for us. And then layer on top of that, COVID. And so it's just... It's strange. There's no other word but strange because the extrovert in me is like yearning for conversation, yearning for like adult interaction. Like a friend dropped off her son last night to sleep over and she stayed to talk. And I literally confessed. I was like, I'm totally stalling you because I am enjoying this adult conversation so much. Please don't go. <laughs> like, and I caught myself laughing and I was like, I'm just going to be straight up. Like, that's what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> and oh, you just don't realize how much you miss it, you know? Um, and it's a different season for us. Like, I haven't found myself in a, I'm going to tear up. You can't see it because you're just listening to me, but I'm going to tear up. I haven't found myself in a season like this in a while where I'm carrying a sadness and it doesn't always show itself, but I'm just carrying it. And then every once in a while, something happens. And all of a sudden, I tear up like I'm doing right now. You know, <laughs> like, like Michelle, I talked to you on the phone not too long ago. And right at the end of the conversation, I did it again. I just started tearing up. And it's just, you guys are where you're supposed to be. All of us are in the season we're supposed to be in. But there's just this sadness that I find myself carrying. And so for me, that's what it looks like right now. And it's not something I can fix. You know, you can't just poof your friends back right next door to you. Not that they were ever right next door to begin with. But, you know, the season has shifted and you can't change it. But for us, we're also in a limbo. So where we're going next hasn't happened yet. So it's a very strange and I feel like COVID is that way, too, because COVID is kind of a limbo zone right now where it's like eventually it'll look different, whatever that is. But right now, we're all kind of just hanging in this weird spot, and some states are getting more restrictive, and some states are quite there yet. And, and, and all of us are going, well, we've done this before, but now we're doing it again, and are we going to respond the same way as last time? And what does the winter mean? Is this going to be worse? You know, Is it going to be worse than it's been for the last six to nine months, whatever it's even been? So I don't know. I just, I think that's where I find myself. And, and I know 
the people I have talked to in the last even two weeks, it just is the theme. It's just whether you can put the word lonely to it or just calling it, I feel isolated. Because the reality is whether you're a masker or a no masker or a whatever you think about COVID, it doesn't really matter at this topic because we've all been isolated in one way or another. We've all been cut off from people that we know and love in one way or another. At least that's how I feel. I think that for me, the challenge is not necessarily loneliness for me um, as much as to have sympathy for people who are feeling lonely. Um, if I did not have Shana and the kids, I would be more inclined to, like, I'm okay on my own. Like, I could move to the woods or the mountains somewhere and be pretty comfortable for for a while just that's I, just my preference so I think for me um on the loneliness side of things it it's more if I'm not with Shana then that's where my loneliness probably presents itself um so as long as I'm with her that's that's okay everything else is as it is um I can find enough stuff to probably hobby or keep me busy around the house or certain projects or doing things outside. I can kind of like do those kinds of things and stay pretty content. Um, so I think for me, it's just trying to be sympathetic towards people that genuinely struggle with something that I, I don't, that's just not a struggle for me. So it's just harder for me to understand. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I think that, um, pre COVID, you know, we had a lot of, um, activities for our kids and, you know, so now that things are kind of starting to tighten up again, we're already prepared because, well, I mean, for Ben and I, we have moved. Um, but it depends what you need as a person. And I can hear that from Justin, that you wouldn't want to be all alone and just be by yourself, but it's enough to have your family mm -hmm. with you, yeah. for sure, you know, so. Yeah, it's probably, there's probably a lot, a lot has to do with introvert versus extrovert. Um, but I also think that, there can be some introverts who um, are, you know, taking this time and in some ways they're relishing in it. <laughs> in other ways, they're like silently dying inside <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and they don't know why and they can't really put words to it because it's, it's almost normal for them to kind of be isolated. But, um, but the truth is they're, you know, having a hard time figuring out what's causing their, their feelings right now. Now the CDC has put out um, some information and some statistics and, and they basically said that um, in comparison with um, the time period of April to June of 2020 uh, versus 
the same period in 2019, uh, they, um, they found that the symptoms of anxiety disorder and depressive disorder increased considerably in the United States. And I don't think that's necessarily um, isolated to the United States. Uh, it, it, it is also a problem all around the world. You know, there, there are reports um, and also articles from publications like in the UK, Mental Health Foundation in UK, um, talking about loneliness during coronavirus. Um, and, you know, it's something that, that literally, you know, millions, if not more, are facing this um, really difficult time of, of, of loneliness and um, isolation during the coronavirus pandemic. So it's, it's so real and it's so prevalent that we should probably be aware enough about it to detect it in the people that we do encounter if we do encounter them. Um, you know, yes, we're supposed to be um, quarantining. Yes, we're supposed to be uh, safe. Uh, but there are things that we do have to do. Uh, and 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 we do we should be checking on on our family, our friends, making sure they're okay. Uh, we should be uh, having them uh, do the same for us because we may not even realize it, but maybe we're exhibiting some some behaviors that only have manifested recently because of the fact that we're just in such a strange time in the world right now. So, what are some things that we can do? Uh, either to become more aware of what's going on in the people's lives around us uh, or to become more aware of our own loneliness or this isolation syndrome. Isolation syndrome. I like that. (laughs) I think uh, I laugh, but that's one of my coping mechanisms is I'll laugh at things that make me uncomfortable. But um, I think, you know, part of me is I instantly go to you know, we have to check in on each other, like you're saying. And I think that's, that's ingrained in us. We led a small group for a long time. And so I instantly will jump back into that mode of feeling like, okay, let's scoop everybody up. We'll care for them and, and we'll do the things. And, and, and part of that is true and good. Um, and I think, you know, I don't really have like talking on the phone is harder for me because inevitably my kids see me on the phone and they're like, Ooh, let's ask her for all the things that we never can get. She's distracted. You know, um, I, I love my kids. I'm not speaking negative. Well, yeah, but talking on the phone doesn't always go well is all I'm saying. But I think there's a level to which I'm even thinking in my own heart of certain people where I'm like, I should carve out the time somehow, some way I I should make that time to be purposeful, to do that, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and checking in on people. But I think something else you said too, is also being willing to go to someone that you know, and you trust and say, will you call me? Will you check in on me? Because like, that's not my norm. If I'm being really honest, I don't, I don't necessarily always want to put myself out there and appear like I don't have it all together um, or to say to somebody, hey, check in on me. These weeks are hard. And and it would be helpful to have someone just say, how are you? You know, like I struggle. This is just me being really honest, but I, I struggle to appear weak, even though I know deep down inside I'm, I'm very weak. But 
I don't like appearing that way. And so it's hard. It's hard to, to be willing to say, this is a hard season. Just give me a call sometime and see if I'm all right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it requires that. And it requires just when you do have the conversations and you do have those moments to talk to people and they look at you and they say, how are you? Don't just say I'm fine. <laughs> be honest. Take the, Seize the moment that you have in that conversation to be real. You know, I, I had that opportunity today and talking to a friend I hadn't talked to in a while. And she was the one who was bold and said, it's been a really rough week. And her saying that kind of like unlocked it in my own heart to be able to say, yeah, it was for me too. Right. And then the conversation took off from there. Mm-hmm. Well, But I could have chosen to just try to say, yeah, I'm good. You know, <laughs> isn't it funny? Because pre-COVID, a really rough week meant that I was running a million miles an hour. I was driving kids to all the places we might have had a play or choir concerts or, um, you know, sports, sporting events, all different kinds of things. And so I think just that freedom like I talked about at the beginning of um, this podcast of being able to say, hey, it's okay to feel lonely. Like, it's okay. That just releases something right there. It's just that it's okay. And now what do I need to do about it? Maybe someone, you know, you you share that with someone and, and they respond, right? Well, this is how I can help you, you know? Um, or, you know, I don't know, to me, I guess I feel like it's just the freedom that it gives us in just saying, Hey, it's okay to say if you're lonely, that's a huge thing. But that's really interesting to me, what I would qualify pre COVID as a really hard week. And since we can't do a lot of things because of COVID, it's, it's hard to say, oh, I had a really rough week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can still have a really rough week, even if everything's closed and you're stuck at home and you're dealing with remote schooling or remote working or whatever you're doing that week. It can be a rough week and maybe even rougher than running a million miles an hour to all of the places and doing all of the things with all of the people who you miss. Well, and I think those really rough weeks of being inside and virtual schooling and all that stuff, it's not just rough on, say, us, the parents, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know about you guys, but being home more means that the feels of all my children are spilling out more, which is good, right? Because these are good conversations, but it's a lot of time and it's a lot of hard conversations and tears and it's all very good and I'm grateful for it, but it is, it's hard. It's hard on everyone. Um, And I think, you know, something else for me is, is digging into God's word because that's, that's a place where I, I keep holding on to something I read recently of just, Jesus being your peace and the idea that if if he is peace and he is with you, then peace is always with you. And 
I feel like I've talked about that for a while, but that's something that in light of all of this is one of those things that I, I hold to and I'm trying to point our kids to. Mm, but that's really good. I, I, I think one of the things for us that's been really helpful is to get outside um, because mm-hmm. God made this world and there are a lot of things about this world that feel very sad right now and very restrictive right now. Um, and so it's a great reminder just to be present outside, enjoy the fresh air, even, you know, if the fresh air means a city park, cause you live in the city or something like that. We happen to live in a place where there's lots of parks and lots of hiking in a reasonable, um, you know, distance from, you know, where we, where we live, but, um, that's huge. So just to wrap up folks, loneliness is a problem that it affects everyone. It's not just something that children encounter or elderly encounter or people who have depression uh, clinically encounter. This is something that that everyone uh, at some point or another faces. And so we can't just look at this type of thing and say, this is just something that's not that I don't deal with. Because whether you like it or not, either you will encounter it or someone you love will encounter it. This is a very real problem. And we need to find ways to help each other or help ourselves to overcome the problem of loneliness. Hey, listen, if you're listening to this right now and you're, and you're really struggling through a time of loneliness, we want to offer you a prayer and let you know that we're thinking of all the people who might be listening to us right now, and we're praying for you, and we're just asking God to give you peace and comfort and a sense that you are not alone, that you do have someone who cares for you, who loves you, that that has your best interest in mind. And and if you um if you want to reach out to us, please feel free. Contact us through Facebook, Instagram, um, email us at noisyhouseproject or info at noisyhouseproject.com. And, and we'll get back to you. Um, it'll take some time, but we'll definitely get back to you. And, and maybe we'll just, maybe it's just a, a matter of knowing someone's out there and someone's willing to listen. Um, but listen, folks, uh, that's all the time we have. We hope that you join us again on the Noisy House Project. Thanks. We're grateful that you decided to listen to NHP. Invite your friends and family to the NHP community by sharing a link to our podcast on any of the major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Or you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Noisy House Project or on our website, noisyhouseproject.com. Until next time, press on and fight the good fight in your own noisy house project.